Ladies and gentlemen, you know what time it is. It's another episode of the This League Fantasy Football Podcast coming your way. I know it's been a while, and we have a damn a lot to catch up on, but we got the usual group here. I know that didn't make sense, but we're going to roll with it anyways. We got the usual group here, and we're going to bring a packed show to you. We got a rookie draft. We got a trade ring, and we have the all-hail-the-post-draft power rankings. We're about to get into it. Let's do this. Y'all boys ready for this? Power the folks let's gather around. Bowl the best sports talk in town. We got our hosts, Darren, Tim, and Chris. Baby, can't get better than this. Give out all the power rankings. Laugh at all the teams tanking. A lot of fun, a lot of surprise. But give it up for the guys in this league. I know, I know you are listening right now, and you are happy that that music is back in your ear. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to episode 42 of the This League Fantasy Football Podcast. It is the evening of June 23rd, 2022, and I am your host, Chris Mitchum, owner of Team Fair Life. With the usual gang, we have the owner of the Mixed Administration, Tim Rader. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Good to be back. We got a damn a lot to talk about. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. And we have the defending champion, I say so reluctantly, owner of Let Russ Cook, Aaron Hunt. It's got a nice ring to it, Chris. I appreciate it. Got a nice ring to it, Chris. All right. We have, when I say, I know I usually say we have a packed show for you, blah, 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 blah. We actually have a packed show today. Like, we have the rookie draft recap. It happened. A lot of stuff went down. One big trade to talk about. We'll talk about that. And then we have the trade ring, actually, where we'll talk about that trade and another trade that went down. And then we have the much-anticipated post-draft power rankings. There's been a lot of movement this offseason. This is our first power ranking since the end of the 2021 season, and we're going to see how things are stacking up. Tim, I have good news. It is 76 days until week one kickoff. That sounds beautiful. I think we can make it, right? 76 isn't, I mean, it's a couple months, almost there. It's getting hot outside. Like that, I think that makes summer training camp season. Hard knocks coming soon. Who's the team? Who's the offseason team this year? Raiders? No, Lions. 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 Yeah. Okay. Get to see uh, Jameson Williams rehab from injury. That would be fun. Dan Campbell, DeAndre Swift running back one in 2022. Gonna bite off some kneecaps. What? Dan Campbell. Am I missing something? Is he gonna bite off? It was like last year, bro. Come on, get with the times. Catch up. Is he a kneecap biter? Did you not see the like famous interview now that he had like before? Or wasn't it like when he got hired on? Yeah, it was before last season. Yeah, he said he's gonna like bite off kneecaps and like this is like a time capsule episode now. Yeah, this guy. All right. Now I'm a Detroit Lions fan now. That's awesome. <laughs> Should be biting off some kneecaps. Yes, 76 days until kickoff. I can't wait. I know you can't wait. Either, um, as always, you can check out some manager profiles, some of them, uh, live waiver updates, trade updates at www.thisleaguepod.com. We need a preseason. This league needs a preseason. I have no idea how that happens, but that'd be fun. Kind of get you into the waiver thing. Let Don get used to the process of setting his lineup every week. 
preseason. Get it out there, yeah. That's right. And before we jump in, of course, we have the drink of the week. Aaron, I already got a peek at yours, and I feel like we're drinking the same thing. What are you drinking? Well, the shipment came in recently from uh, good old Wisconsin. That's right. A little spotted cow action this evening. Samesies. Straight from Wisconsin. The best thing they have to offer right after Aaron Rodgers. Tim, what do you Cheers. Oh, I've got a home field rye IPA from the hometown field brewing in Westfield. Field brewing. Sounds interesting. Pretty good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get them to sponsor us because I go there at least once a week, if not twice. <laughs> I like that. I like that. All right. Without further ado, we had a rookie draft. Let's get into it. Nice. Rookie draft's always exciting, man. Everybody thinks they had the best pick. This guy is the guy that's going to be the next Justin Jefferson, the next Jamar Chase. He's going to break out, yada, yada, yada. Unfortunately, like I said, we have one or two of those a draft. And I feel like we've even been spoiled from drafts previously just because of the amount of talent you've had to choose from. And uh, I would say this rookie draft went pretty chalk. I don't think there were any huge shocks. Am I wrong? I think huge, maybe. I mean, there there were a couple that out of of place or maybe out of line in in what I was thinking how it was going to go. But I I can't recall anything being like a major shocker. I think really the only one that stands out to me is Don taking Tim Tebow at 102. I uh, didn't really see that coming, um, but, <laughs> you know. Right. And, there is a, and there is a reason Don made such a pick that we will get into. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to go through each selection in the first round. That's the money makers. Those are the hard hitters. And then we'll go through the second and third round just by the round and have our big takeaways. Gentlemen, are you ready? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, and let's get into this to no shock at all. Zach had the 101 pick, and he selects running back for the New York Jets, Brees Hall. I would pretty much confirm that in any rookie draft you were in, he was probably the 101, yeah. Yeah, you got to take him, but it's also the Jets team, so it's kind of gross at the same time, but you can't not take him there. So, And Zach Wilson, we trust. You have anything to add there, Aaron? Nothing to add. That's the pick you got to do at that spot. Chalk. Yep. I as Some sources even told me that Zach wasn't big on Brees Hall, but it's kind of one of those things where, you know, if you have the 1-1, you got to take Jonathan Taylor. And if you're not going to take Jonathan Taylor, trade the pick away, right? So, right. so he was like, ah, I got to take Brees Hall. He's there. Um, the second pick was supposed to belong to Don Perignon, but this is what happens when you don't set your lineup. He selects Tim Tebow. Tied in punishment. <laughs> Tied in who he subsequently dropped after the draft. So now, of course, Zach also had the 103. Just in your head, subtract one draft pick from every single pick. I'm gonna say now, just because of that Don thing, I'm gonna get confused if I do it myself. So just subtract the number in your head and we'll go through. With the 103, Zach acquired from Tim here, he selects wide receiver Traylon Burks from the Tennessee. Titans, Aaron. Obviously, you had this group of receivers here that could have gone either way. Why do you think Zach settled on Traylon Burks there? I think it's the physicality that Traylon brings. I think he has the potential to just fit that bona fide number one receiver 
at the onset, especially with the AJ Brown trade. I think that's mostly where I think Zach's head was with this pick. Um, it's yet to be determined, you know, if this is going to pay off for him or not. Uh, personally, I think if it were me, I like to Drake London a little better with the 103, just because there's so much targeted, you know, volume in Atlanta with Calvin Ridley leaving uh, for the season with the suspension. But, you know, I think Traylon was still a pretty solid pick here. Um, we'll just have to see. I think it's a little more high risk, high reward. Yeah, this was a shocker for me personally. When he told me that he was taking Traylon Burks, I was like, uh, why wouldn't you trade down first? I don't know if there was no trade offers going around or anything, but personally, I'm not a Traylon Burks kind of guy. I think that's going to be a uh, a pick that he looks back on and regrets not trading back, taking Drake London, or hell, even going double dipping at running back. Like, add the youth to it, make it a strength. But yeah, this was it was definitely a shock to me. I I, just, I don't see it in him. You might want to sound clap, sound clap, sound clip that Zach. Um, him saying that you're going to regret Trey Burke, uh, Traylon Burks at the one three. He was my number one receiver personally. I just love the opportunity. Um, obviously, you got to unseat Bobby Woods there first. The resurgent, right. youthful energy, Robert Woods in Tennessee. Top um, 12 wide receiver in the NFL, Bobby Woods. Easy. Every year. Finishes as the wide receiver 12. <laughs> um, yeah, I would have taken him there. Uh, I like the talent, and I like the opportunity. Um, and he has a competent quarterback throwing to him, unlike the next pick made by Clayton and the Red Rocket. Man, that roster needs retooling, and he's going to try – to lead that retooling with the selection of Drake London, wide receiver of the Atlanta Falcons. He selects him at 1-4. And, Tim, you said this was your number one, most likely? Uh, I would have taken Brees Hall one, but London would have been two for me. Okay. Number one wide receiver. I, I think he's just got the higher ceiling as a receiver. Um, and neither one of them are in great spots, in my opinion. You're looking at older quarterbacks who, I mean, Marcus Mariota, you got, Ritter behind him, Ryan Tannehill, you got Malik Willis. Those are two rookie quarterbacks that no team wanted over and over and over again this draft. Um, so though I doubt either one of them pan out to be the future, um, but I, I personally would have picked London. Yeah, I love this pick for Clayton. I think he is clearly planning for 2023 with this pick like he should because Atlanta will most certainly have a quarterback that they're drafting in the first round of next year's draft uh, to pair with Drake London and he'll only be, you know, a year more experienced. So I think it was the clear cut pick that Drake fell to him and uh, he had to take him there. Yes. And of course he will welcome, he welcome, he will welcome Drake London to a wide receiver core made up of Elijah Moore, Kenny Galladay, T Y Hilton, Cole Beasley, Jalen Rager, Marquez Calloway and Nico Collins and Julio Jones. Do any of those guys play in the NFL? I don't think any of them play anymore. Um, so Elijah Moore's good. Too bad he just lost his uh, number one receiving spot, unfortunately. Uh-huh. Um, to the pick that is not that is after this one, actually. Kyle Stretch was on the on the clock at one five, and he selects the consensus RB two of this draft. Kenneth Walker, running back for the Seattle Seahawks. So that'd be Ken Ken Walker. Ken Walker. He has come out and said that it is Ken. Ken. All right, Superman. That's Clark Kent, right? Close enough. Is that a miss? Swing and a miss. <laughs> All right. Don't, don't I have like a wah, wah, wah sound or something like that? This one. All right. Swing and a miss. Yeah. Um, yeah. Me personally, 
I'm not a huge fan of Ken Walker. I think his ceiling is Nick Chubb, and I do not think he is as talented as Nick Chubb. He has no receiving ability, and usually the appeal of a rookie running back is you go to a place with a really big opportunity hole. Rashad Penny, I think, is still the guy there. He played really, really well. Now, will he play more than two games? Probably not, and that's maybe where, maybe where the, uh, the appeal of Ken Walker comes from, but... Personally, I'm not a huge fan. I guess if you need running back, you need to take this pick here, and that's where Stretch is, especially considering the news that came out today. I don't know if you guys saw, but Kamara could potentially be bracing for a six-game suspension from the league. So uh, that Ken Walker selection probably came pretty clutch for Stretch there. So I think it's maybe more of a pick of necessity when it comes to the player and the situation. I'm not a huge fan. I don't know if any of you guys think differently. I think a little differently on it um, because now he has a monopoly on the Seattle backfield. It's my personal opinion that I don't think Chris Carson will do anything this season. Um, I don't think he's going to be, if he's back, I don't think he'll be this ever the same just with the neck injury and just everything that goes into that. So he's got Rashad Penny already. He had Kenneth Walker, like you basically own a backfield. So anytime you're able to do that, and especially when he had back-to-back picks, and needed a running back, it made a lot of sense to me. Yeah, you guys are hitting it on the head with the needing a running back. You know, your his other guys are 27, 28. They're they're getting up there in age. He needed a, an injection of youth in the backfield. Yep. So he's probably happy that Ken Walker fell to one five, just because I know in a lot of mock drafts he was going one two, one three. So the fact that he falls to one five probably makes Stretch happy. And he also had another pick right after that. He acquired from Anthony, which I believe was in the Travis Etienne trade, I believe. I think so. Yes. So uh, this pick acquired from Anthony for stretch. He goes with what I believe now, you already mentioned it, the new wide receiver one in New York, the New York Jets anyways. That is Garrett Wilson, wide receiver from my, the Ohio State Buckeyes. Um, Talent-wise, pure talent-wise, Garrett Wilson was my number one receiver in this draft. But you go to... The Jets with Zach Wilson, Elijah Moore on the other side. You have Brees Hall, who now has receiving capabilities out of the backfield. Is this a good pick in two to three years? Yeah, I think so. But as of right now, I think you're going to have to wait at least a year to get what I think Garrett Wilson is truly um, capable of, in my opinion. Banking a whole lot on Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson, baby. It's one of those, you know, can you take the second-year quarterback leap or is he a dud? And in that case, then you have to reset the clock again and get another young guy. Hell yeah, Tim. (laughs) Sorry, I pressed the wrong button. Pressed the wrong button. Aaron, anything to add on? Hell of a take. I know, right? You got a drum roll and everything. No, that's really where my my mind is at as well. uh, It just comes down to Zach Wilson his progression. If he can take a step forward, then that will only help everybody in the offense. And, you know, it's possible. I think the New York Jets offensive line this past offseason got, you know, some strides in the right direction. So hopefully he has some more protection and we'll see what they can do. I saw some reporter make some dumb hot take, probably for headlines that said, I could see the Jets making a Cincinnati Bengals-esque jump this year with the offense. And I'm like, okay. Zach yeah, I've seen that too. And okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nah, not even close. Okay. Jeez. All right. Uh, so Don actually had his first pick of the draft at 107. He acquired it from me. I believe this was part of the Zeke trade. So uh, it's an interesting tidbit for you. 
Um, but at 107, Don selects Chris Olave, wide receiver for the Saints. Aaron, I'll throw it to you here to kick this one off. Um, Chris Olave is just, he's good. What, what do you think? <laughs> I think it's the safest pick he could have done here. Um, I don't think that Olave is going to be a bust in the NFL. I just don't see it. I think he's too talented, and especially in New Orleans where Michael Thomas is not getting any younger. He's going to be getting his targets uh, day in and day out. So uh, I think for Don, it's just it's a very safe pick, in my opinion. Um, you could go Jamison Williams here, but that's more on the riskier side. And Sky Moore and the Kansas City offense, that seems attractive. But um, I, I think I probably would have went this route, too, if I were Don. I think this gets Don a nice volume receiver, right? Like he's coming in. We don't even know if Michael Thomas is going to play again. Like he still hasn't recovered from his ankle injury. And there's really nobody else. I mean, shout out Marquez Callaway and whoever else are receivers on the Saints. But uh, Olave without Michael Thomas is number one. And we, you know, Winston can throw touchdowns. So at the very least, he could see a lot of red zone targets. You know, he might not put up the yardage of Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson, but he might be uh, right in line with touchdowns this year. Yeah, and and I think Olave was kind of the last receiver of that tier that you just you had to pick at that situation. Like if you don't pick Olave at one hundred seven, it's what do you do? Yeah. He was obviously kind of like the last elite receiver of that tier. So I, I would have liked to see somebody a little more explosive go to Don's team. I mean, when you consider he's pairing him with Chris Godwin, um, you know, Brandon Cooks, Alan Lazard, you know, those are very like consistent, you know, not going to win you a week. Non-explosive. Right. So I feel like Chris Olave is not in that realm either. So, you know, but I, like I said, I feel like at that point you have to take him. So I would say it's a pretty good pick for Don. Um, at 1-8, it was myself, the first of two consecutive picks um, so obviously I will not start the analysis on these, but at the uh, 108, I actually acquired from Zach on draft day. We'll get into that trade here later. It was a big one, but I acquired the 108 from Zach to select Jameson Williams, wide receiver for the Detroit Lions. Tim, I saw a, a little burst of emotion there. Do you have something to say? You got something to say about I, my Jamie? Uh, ooh, I don't know if I've got an echo or not, but uh, great pick. Oh. Jameson Williams, great pick. I think he's got a high future um, and might be a little slow starter this year, but um, I think he's personally, I, I know that I probably would have taken London, et cetera, but I would have been most excited to get Jameson Williams of all those receivers. Yeah, I agree, especially with Chris's offseason moves and the obvious strategy that he's trying to play a little bit towards the future. Uh, I think this fits very nicely and you can be patient with Jameson because I'm not sure how available he'll be the first half of the season, but by the second half of the season, he should be let loose. Yeah. I mean, I won't add much. I think Tim hit it right on the head. It's obviously I'm probably aiming for probably a year down the road or so. So let JMO, you know, come in and chill. Lions said they're going to be slow with him, which I'm all for really kind of let him develop and hopefully build a rapport with, whoever the most likely rookie quarterback is for the Lions uh, going into the season after this upcoming one. So um, the next pick at 109 was also mine. I received from Steven. I think this was the Clyde Edwards-Alaire trade. Um, I drafted James Cook, 
running back from the Bills. Tim, I'll throw it to you on this one. Um, this is a good spot for Mr. Cook. Hate to do it on back-to-back and hate to pump you up too much, but... Excellent pick again. I think these two guys, we'll get into the trade ring later, but I think these two guys step right in and fill those voids on your roster. Higher upside youth. Um, and two guys I would have loved to have on my roster. I didn't have any first round picks, so it wasn't going to happen, but I, I can't help but be jealous there. Yeah, I, I love the landing spot for James Cook. I think it's just yet to be seen kind of what his role is going to be. I mean, there's some analysts that are saying, third down back, kind of the receiving back initially to start. And then we'll see if he can really take on a bell cow role and like wild card for sure. Yeah. And the bills just historically, they just don't seem to really give the rock to one running back. I don't know why McDermott is like that, but that's just never been his MO. So we'll see. We'll see if that, if that changes. Yeah. I think they just have never been happy with the running back. Like I was a huge Devin Singletary fan, his rookie year. Throwback. I mean, he almost took me to the championship, but but then you know Zach Moss comes in and he's just been injured, and so he's you know a, a cut candidate this year. I just think that Cook has the opportunity that if he wants to take the role and run with it, if he, he I could see a scenario where he does kind of pan out into the leading rusher for Buffalo and uh, high powered running offense, as you know you have to balance it with Josh Allen. Last thing on him. This was almost like the best possible scenario I could have asked for for my team because we know James Cook is not necessarily a between-the-tackles kind of guy, and they didn't draft anybody to fill that role. So you're telling me James Cook is probably going to be the best between-the-tackles guy they have, maybe besides Zach Moss, but he's not the best. And Josh Allen is technically still going to be the probably the leading rusher on the team. Just go Team Fairlife. Go Team Fairlife. Great move. For Big Bills fan. The boys, yes. And then rounding out the first round, Don had his second of supposed to be three first-round picks, but we know how that went. So his second pick at the 110, he received from Aaron as part of the Kyle Pitts trade, which we have an interesting tidbit at that at the end of our analysis here. But at 110, Don selects Sky Moore, wide receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs. Aaron, I'm going to ask you the question that is probably on the top of everybody's minds. Is Sky Moore Tyreek Hill? I don't think so. Uh, I don't think you can replicate Tyree Kill. I think he's one of a kind as far as the speed that he brings. Um, can Sky Moore be reliable? Can he be a deep threat? Sure. Uh, but I don't really see him, at least in his rookie year, having the impact that you know Tyreek left. So I think it was a good pick, though, from where Don's at. I think it's a high upside play in a high-powered offense that there's vacated targets available. Yeah, I think this is where – so this is our ninth pick in the draft for those keeping track at home. The first eight prospects, I think, go in some order. Um, This is where there's a clear shift, in my opinion, down from – a tier down. So, I mean, my analysis for now is just kind of meh until we see them. You know, the Chiefs just paid a lot of money to a couple other receivers – in Juju and MVS. So doubt he's going to do a ton his rookie year. So it's just meh until we see more. Yeah. I mentioned about Don's team. I would like to see him add somebody with a bit more explosiveness. I think this is the guy to do it. Um, I've, at least from the little film I watched, he didn't seem like the kind of guy that 
you know, was going to big body somebody on a curl for eight yards. You know, he's the middle of the field, kind of like a Tyree kill. You can't, you can't replicate Tyree kill, but he's supposed to turn a four yard catch into a 20 and, you know, stuff like that, that kind of guy. So I think he's more boom than kind of consistency, which is what I think Don needed. So I dig the pick. Um, so that was your first round of the 2022 This League Rookie Draft. A quick recap again. 1-1 one, one to Zach, we had Brees Hall. 1-3 to Zach, we had Traylon Burks. Um, at 1-4 to Clayton, we had Drake London. Then we had Ken Walker go to stretch at 5. Garrett Wilson to stretch at 6. Chris Olave to Dawn at 7. Jameson Williams and James Cook to your boy at 8 and 9, respectively. And then Sky Moore at 110 to Don Perignon. Um, I think you could tell from our analysis there was no huge shocks there. I think you're going to start getting to some shocks here going into the second round. So, Aaron, why don't you go ahead and just run through the entire second round here real quick, and then we will talk about something that might stand out to us. Yeah, sounds good. So to start off the second round with the first pick, Hayden picked Christian Watson, uh, who went to Green Bay. And then Don, the next pick, the 2-2, or sorry, Chris had the 2-2, courtesy of Don. Apologies. Uh, picked George Pickens of Pittsburgh. Georgie. Yep. Then with the 2-3, Don, courtesy of Tim, picked, I'm going to butcher his name, no <laughs> doubt about it. Give uh, it a shot. Do it, do it, do it, do it. Come on, Aaron, you got this. You got this. Albert. Come on. Nice, nice. Agwebanam. Uh, uh, <laughs> well Agwebanam. That sounds pretty legit. I'll give it I'll, one more time. One more time. Albert. Wong. Albert. Albert Agwebanam. <laughs> <laughs> that was different than last time. Stop the claps. <laughs> one more time. I heard like Agwebanam and then Agwebam. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I just said Albert Agwebanam. <laughs> But I think it's a, a Gwegbanam. A Gwegbanam. Yeah, I got a thumbs up from Tim there. So oh, you stink. Appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> to, tight end Denver. Yeah. Nice. Two three. Uh, and then next, the two four. Clayton picks Damian Pierce, running back for Houston. Stretch with the two five picked Rashad White, running back. Tampa Bay. 2-6 was Isaiah Spiller running back for the Chargers. That went to Anthony. The 2-7, courtesy of Chris. Zach picked David Bell, wide receiver Cleveland. And we will get into this later, but Zach traded up to 2-7 to grab David Bell. No surprise there. Not at all. Purdue grad at 2-8. Tim, courtesy of uh, Zach, picks Alec Pierce, wide receiver, Colt, go Colts. Number one on the team. You shut your mouth. We don't josh about that. With the 2-9, Chris, courtesy of Steven, picked Zamir White, the RB4 for the (laughs) Las Vegas Raiders. The funny thing is, I think you're actually right. They did have Brandon Bolden, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> All right. And then finally, rounding out the second round, Don, courtesy of me, 
picked Jahan Dodson, wide receiver, Washington Commanders. The Commanders. All right. Um, so, yeah, that's your second round, Tim. So, I, I have an idea. How about just for the second round, we each pick one player that is our favorite to just highlight. Okay, I can get down with that. I want to ask Tim a question real quick. Whenever so, Zach traded at the 2-7, were you stressed he was going to pick Alec Pierce? Yes. Uh, <laughs> I, I was very much stressed, but I had faith that he was going to take the Purdue guy. Um, Pierce was my target at 1-8. I did so many freaking mock drafts, and he was always like – or sorry, 2-8. He was always between 2-6 and 2-8, so like going right in those ranges. So when he moved up, I was like, Please take the Purdue guy. And he did. All right, Aaron, you just went through the round. What sticks out to you, man? I think personally it's the pick of the draft. It's Don at the 210 taking Jahan Dodson. I I mean, I know it's Washington Commanders, but like – Commanders! The 17th overall pick in the draft. Like, he's going to play. He's going to get targets. He has to, and they may not be great targets. It's Carson Wentz throwing him the ball. But, I mean, that value at 210, that's incredible. I mean, he he should have went uh, five, six picks earlier, at least. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that's – that. I don't know if I would call it the pick of the draft, but I think it's the value of the draft. Um, a lot of the mock drafts, like you said, he was going, you know, he, some of them he was going 110, 2-1, 2-2. Yeah. He falls to 210. I think that might be a, a running back depth scare, perhaps, on a lot of these teams. Um, I think if you have two startable running backs, you are better off than a lot of the league. So uh, I could see maybe these okay running backs getting on their teams just out of desperation. But when it comes to talent, I think Jahan Dotson definitely fell. Uh, my pick for this one, I'll, I'll go ahead and highlight Albert O for Dawn. Um, I, yeah, I know he's the hotness. You got Russell Wilson, Noah Fant's gone. But I think you kind of need to read the room a little bit. What was the name of the tight end that the Broncos drafted this year? Greg Dulcich like out of UCLA with like, the flow. Yeah. Like, I think that tells you right there. Like, okay, this tight end, he's kind of known for his receiving ability. Like, kind of read the writing on the room. Not saying Albert O is going to be – bad by any means but i think he's gonna be another you know cameron bray uh one hit you you're hoping for a one hit one right like nobody else in the tight end waiver wire and your guy just got out on sunday at 11 30 that kind of guy <laughs> you know that you'd throw into so i'm not a huge fan of that pick i think you even kind of you could have got him probably later in the draft um but yeah that's dawn for you tim anything stick out to you here I mean, I could talk about Alec Pierce for days. Six I mean, foot four, well. wide Colts. receiver, Colts number one uh, on the depth chart come the end of the year. Boo, you stink! I, I have been a fan of him since the pre-draft process, even at some points hoping that maybe the Bengals would add him and get another receiver to go on the stacked core. Um, but I don't have to toot my horn completely. You know, I, I will say I was also a big fan of Isaiah Spiller just with opportunity. Eckler doesn't play too many seasons, and then the backups there have always been kind of meh um, to get him after. Stretch took a running back. Clayton took a running back. You know, that was uh, a clutch grab for Anthony. I thought Spiller would go more close to the turn on round two. Yep. 
I agree. And that's your round two. Again, real quick, Christian Watson to Hayden, George Pickens to your boy, Albert O to Don, Damian Pierce to Clayton, Rashad White to Stretch, Isaiah Spiller to Anthony, David Bell to Zach, Alec Pierce to Tim, Zamir White to your boy, and Jahan Dotson to Don. Tim, round us through this third round. Picking off the third round, we have Kyle Stretch via Hayden taking John Mechie, uh, wide receiver Houston. 3-2, you have myself taking Trey McBride, tight end one of this draft class, Arizona. 3-3, three, three, Don via me takes quarterback Matt Ryan. Does Don just like, is he just scared of rookies? Is that what it is? Like, he's just like, I don't know any of these guys, so I'm just going to take Matt Ryan. He's been good. I mean, I, I, I see it. I mean, he needed He only had one quarterback. He was rocking with Aaron Rodgers, and that was it. So I, I understand, you know, for if he's going to compete. But 3-4, Jalen Tolbert, wide receiver Dallas for Clayton. 3-5, Stretch takes the first rookie quarterback off the board, Kenny Pickett. 3-6, Anthony takes Washington running back Brian Robinson. 3-7, Clayton via Chris takes Tyler Algier, running back Atlanta. 3-8, Zach takes tight end, who just got paid, David Njoku. Three nine, Steven takes the paired twin tower for the Colts at the tight end position. Jelani freaking Woods, man. Black nigga. He he gets that. He gets it. <laughs> and to finish up the draft, Don. You've heard his name a lot. He had a lot of draft picks, huh? I wonder if he kept them all on his roster or not. Uh <laughs> Via Aaron takes wide receiver from Green Bay, Alan Lazard. So, Aaron, let me tell you something. If so, say if you were trying to acquire, say, I don't know, Kyle Pitts from Dawn, and you said, hey, Dawn, I just had a go okay draft. I'm going to give you Sky Moore, Jahan Dotson, and Alan Lazard for Kyle Pitts. And he took it. That is what that trade was. I just realized that going through this. I was like, damn. <laughs> Aaron gave away Sky Moore, Jahan Dotson, and Alan Lazard for Kyle Pitts. Uh, be be crystal clear. Which side are you laughing on? Oh, like Kyle Kyle Pitts is obviously the winner there. <laughs> like you have like arguably the number one dynasty tight end. Yeah, with Marcus Mariota slinging the rock. He'll get a franchise QB eventually, hopefully. But even that, like, he's the number one receiving option on Atlanta. I don't think it's as much of a landslide as you you, you guys make it out to be. I, I think I'd probably agree that I would rather have Pitts, but with my roster makeup, that just makes sense. All right, just bum down the joke, Tim. Just bum it down. Wah, wah. Whatever. How about you tell us what you think is notable in round three? Well, I could talk about my pick all day. Trey McBride's my guy, but... I'll go with Clayton and Jalen Tolbert, he wide receiver. Mine. Gallup's recovering from an injury. Cooper's no longer there. You got C.D. Lamb, and then a bunch of guys trying to make it. Um, so, I mean, high upside could be the guy. Um, no guarantees, of course, but I don't think he'll have to wait long to see if that'll pan out or not. Yeah, I'll just go real quick. I don't, I don't know why Kenny Pickett was drafted. I really don't. 
I don't think anybody else would have drafted him. You don't even know if he's the starter. And it's not like he's like a generational talent that, oh, he's going to be good. No, he's just another guy. Like, I I don't know why he's on the roster. I mean, I, he had yeah. Baker Mayfield as his backup, so I guess that was maybe a reason. But, I mean, I would go and pick up Daniel Jones on the waiver wire right now before I would pick up Kenny Pickett. So um, that's my highlight, I guess, is just stretch being stretch and being an idiot. So, Aaron, anything to add? Mine's also a pick that Clayton did, uh, Tyler Algier. Uh, I thought that that was an interesting pick. Uh, I've actually seen some game footage of Algier out of BYU, and the dude's a stud. Hey, give it up for Clayton, uh, man. Give it up man. for Clayton. Look at him getting some praise. Uh, he, he, can, he can ball. Um, I feel like there's been some hype pieces recently with some Falcons beat riders that are like, this guy, like, given the opportunity, he can make some noise. I think he's a clear-cut handcuff to Cordero Patterson and Cordero being, you know, what, 31, 32, something like that, uh, more prone to injury. So uh, if he gets hurt, like Algiers, the guy. So, uh, and That's I why think they got playoff Damien as the backup. Yeah. 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 Gross. It's one of those guys that's just nasty. Okay. All right. Well, um, that is your draft, ladies and gentlemen. Um Tim, you you feel good about your draft, man? Real quick, you feel all right? Oh yeah, I was telling everybody that I I knew my first pick was what two eight, mm-hmm. which is actually two seven with Don's uh, forfeited pick. But all off season long, I was targeting Alec Pierce and Trey McBride. Like I've got my own rookie rankings on my notes and everything, and those are the two guys I wanted in my two spots at, and then three two. So I am I couldn't be more happy with. Uh, the guys I got and Aaron, you were sitting on the sidelines. How do you feel about your draft? <laughs> well, I just employed the Rams method. Uh, we just don't have picks. Uh, we continue to trade them away for champion picks for championships. <laughs> your, your reaction should have been yes. Kyle Pitts is good. That was my draft. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll well, pull the squad. Right. I know. All right. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts. On the draft, who won, who lost, who was an idiot, who was a genius? Let us know on our social medias or on the website. Comment on there. Uh, so that was your draft. Let's go ahead and get in to this version of the This League Trait Ring. The This League Trait Ring. Ladies and gentlemen, we are opening up the This League Trade Ring. If this is your first time, it's been a while. Here are the rules. Two teams enter and only one team exits. The two teams that made the trade will enter the ring and then us three as judges will decide who wins and who leaves the ring victorious. Are you gentlemen ready? Because you're going to be busy. Yes, sir. All right, let's get into this thing. I, your boy, Chris, was a part of both trades that we're going to be discussing. I, I guess before we get into the actual, like, who's going to win trades, we have to bring up the elephant in the room. During the draft, Zach was like, you know what? I know a receiver that I want. I'm going to trade up. I'm going to give Don A.J. Green, J.D. McKissick, right? Mm-hmm. And my 2022 third-round pick, right? He moves up. He drafts David Bell. All good in the world. Don's like, sweet. Got these guys. And he chose somebody with the third round pick to cut down on the roster. Don then cuts AJ green and JD McKissick. 
<laughs> so virtually, Dom's just like, Zach, hey, bro, here's your pick, man. I'll, I'll just move down to third. You don't got to give me shit, dude. I'll just, you do that because you're my bro. So uh, basically, Don just didn't even enter the ring. He got ambushed in the backstage and didn't even show up. So uh, congrats to Zach. <laughs> you, you won that one, my friend. Um, so yeah, I guess we'll go ahead and. Yeah, that was painful. Yeah, well done. Well done. You win that one. Winner to Zach. Now we will actually get into the drafts, uh, into the trades that matter. We will start with the trade blockbuster on draft day. It was between your boy, and it was between Zach. The details are as follows. Your boy, Chris, receives wide receiver Tyler Lockett, wide receiver Hunter Renfro, the 108 pick in the 2022 draft that turned into Jameson Williams, a 2023 first-round pick, and a 2024 first-round pick. In return, Zach receives wide receiver Keenan Allen, for the Chargers and running back David Montgomery from the Bears. We will get into all the analysis after we let our two judges decide. I'm out because I was obviously part of the trade, so I will not have a voice. We're going to let this one to Tim and Aaron. Gentlemen, you've heard the details. Are you ready to make a decision? I am. All right. We are going going to the judges' scorecards. On the count of three, gentlemen, name your winner. Here we go. Three, two, one. Chris. Oh, let's go, baby. All right. They say your boy, Chris, wins this trade. Uh, Tim, I'll throw it to you, man. There's a lot of moving pieces. And quite frankly, I think a lot of significant pieces in here. Um, and I think the intention of both teams is clear, but why, why did you, why did you decide to decide with me? Zach better win a championship this year or this trade is beyond awful. Keenan Allen's at the end of his, uh, you know, playing days in the NFL. He's got a couple, maybe a couple of years left, but like, he's not there for the long haul. David Montgomery's running back. He's in his what fourth season now I, on a, I think it's his third, but he's still like 24 or something. He's still fairly young. but Yeah, but I mean, just the Bears offense in general, trash. So long-term outlook for those two players aren't great. But short-term, I agree, it improves Zach's roster because um, he wasn't going to be playing Lockett and Renfro with everybody that he's picked up. That being said, uh, for you, I still like Renfro. I think that he's going to be a solid guy that Derek Carr is just going to look to, even with Devontae Adams there. You already heard me talk about Jamison Williams. And then two more first-round picks. Like, in my opinion, that was a pretty massive overpay. Like I said, if Zach wins a championship, all worth it. No, You can't say anything about it. You can just hold up the trophy, hold up that nut. But if he doesn't, then I think this is going to be one a few years down the road that might haunt his team for a little bit. I can see that. Aaron, anything to add? I don't have too much more to add. I just, I think uh, you could have gotten this deal done, Zach, like without somehow packaging, like just not all of these first round picks. Like, I don't know. It's just that's first, two relevant wide receivers. Yeah. I mean, the, you know, sure, Keenan Allen is, is great, but like, I wouldn't be shocked if Hunter Renfro finished as a, what top 30 receiver this year 
And then Keenan is like not really guaranteed to finish better than wide receiver 12, in my opinion. Like he's going to be wide receiver one. So like the margin there, as far as like the drop off, it's, I don't know. I don't think it's really worth that many picks. And David Montgomery is solid, but he's not a game changer either. Like he's just a piece you add for stability in your roster. So I would get it if you had, you know, McCaffrey or something in, in place of David Montgomery, but. Yeah, I also agree. It just seems seems rich for my blood. Well, hot dog, guys. For a little background, actually. When we were discussing this trade on draft day, <laughs> we we I was really going for that 101. I almost had it, but we couldn't get across the line. So we ended, we settled on this one, and I was just like, okay. He, we, he said the, the 108, the 2023 first, and 2024 first for both these guys. I was like, okay, throw in one of Renfro or Lockett, and you have a deal. He was like, okay, Renfro, Lockett, the 108, the 2023 first, and 2024 first. I was like, except both, both of them? He was like, yeah, that's what you wanted, right? I was like, yep, 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 that's except. what I wanted. Except. <laughs> so I ended up getting both of them. Um, but, I mean, I obviously, I'm high on Keenan Allen and David Montgomery. They're on my team. I can see Montgomery being a low-end running back one this year. Despite the Bears offense, you saw him have really good games last year. Despite that, and I hope the Bears' offense can only get better going forward, you would hope. So um, I think he's a solid piece. And Keenan Allen, I think with the ascension of Mike Williams, I think big last year was a big step for him, and he's kind of really established himself as that 1B. I think for a long time, Keenan was 1, Mike Williams was 2. Now I think they're kind of on that same level after last year. So I think that brings Keenan Allen's value down a little bit, enough to allow me to trade him. So. Um, there goes your first round. It is a unanimous decision for your boy, Chris and team Fairlife preparing for the future there. Now, um, obviously you would think, oh my God, you got Tyler Lockett. Big fan, right? Uh, not quite. We're going to go into the next trade that we're going to talk about. It was between your boy again and stretch. Um, we'll just jump right into the details here. I receive wide receiver Kadarius Tony from the New York Giants, and Stretch receives said Mr. Tyler Lockett and a 2023 second-round pick that belongs to Zach. So you can probably expect that to be a mid-to-late second-round pick next year. Gentlemen, it's up to you guys. Once again, are you ready? Did Lockett's jersey for Team Fairlife ever make it off the presses before he was shipped out? It was never in the pro shop. It was never in the pro shop. No. Could not... There's a couple guys that like ordered the customized jerseys. They're getting a full refund. It's okay. It's ah, nice. So, Good businessman. Yep, I'm ready. All right. At the clash of the symbol, say who wins this draft. Here we go. And the winner of this draft between Chris and Stretch is... Stretch. Stretch. Okay. All right. Give it up for Stretch. Yes. Freaking son of a gun, bitch. Oh. All right. <laughs> Uh, all right, Don't so get Aaron, that uh, rated R. <laughs> Aaron, I'll throw it to you, man. Uh, you say stretch wins this one. Is it even remotely close? I don't think it's egregious, but I do think stretch wins solely based off of my perceived notion that I think DK Metcalf gets traded. And I believe that Locke is the undisputed wide receiver one in Seattle, which is going to have value. Um, he's also only 29. So he's still in the prime of his career. I think he still has a lot of good football left. You add that along with the 2023 second round pick. The class is strong. There's probably going to be a pretty solid option there at that pick. I think uh, 
it just fits stretch his team a lot more. Um, not saying it's like a terrible trade by any means, but I'm just not personally, I'm not a big fan of Kadarius Tony. I don't think he's committed to football. I don't like his attitude. I don't like him as a, as you know, a person to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> I, I just, I don't, I don't trust him uh, to, to be good. And uh, I also just hate having multiple players on the same team. You already have Saquon. So. Kadarius Tony's tuning in. He's like, Hey, what happened? Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> My arch nemesis. Kadarius Tony is an awful human being. So I don't want to, but, but I will, I, I will say real quick, he, he is explosive. So it, there is some high risk, high reward potential here. So I wouldn't say that it's a complete, you know, he's hopeless. I just personally, I don't like it. I can see why you made this trade, right? Like younger, high explosivity and Lockett's a little older. Um, but for me, the reason that I picked stretch is because I think the Giants drafted Tony's replacement this year. New head coach, new regime. That's why I spent four fab last week on Wandale Robinson. Wandale. Wandale. And so uh, it remains to be seen. I mean, the Giants receiving cores crowded with a bunch of middle tier guys. Like middle tiers might be generous for some of them, but it, it's definitely a crowded uh, position group. So Tony would really have to break out to be, I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, I don't think this trade's really going to hurt or improve either team very that high level of an impact. But if DK gets traded, I'll take that all day long, you know, whatever. Um, but then so maybe the Houston that Texans. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> but if that happens, then, then maybe it helps stretch, uh, bump up into the upper echelon of teams. But otherwise, I think this is a trade that might kind of be forgotten. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, I, I have it in the show, Doc. You can probably see it. But I think this is the first trade I've made where once I pressed the accept button, I was like, I think I lost this trade. But, like, I just really don't like Tyler Lockett, dude. I, I just saw him on my roster, and I was like, this is so gross. Like, he was boomer bust with Hall of Famer Russell Wilson. I have no idea. He, I think he'll still be boomer bust, but the booms are going to get cut in half. Like, I just don't see how, unless DK Metcalf leaves, like what Aaron said, I just don't see how he improves on what was already a headache to have on your roster. Like, I just, I just didn't like the look of him. So if you want to know, like, the super intense negotiations for this trade, I think I was listening to a podcast in my office, and somebody mentioned Kadarius Tony, how, you know, he's looking good. And I texted Trey. I texted Stretch, and his response was, "No, Chris, I don't want Zeke." And I was like, "That's not about that." <laughs> but also, like, it's about that. I'm snooping around Kadarius Tony. What do you think? And like, we went back and forth. We ended up settling on this literally within the hour. Like, it was the fastest trade I think I've ever conducted. Um, but yeah, I just I like the talent. Um, you know, Aaron, you said he's a terrible human. He's that diva. But every good wide receiver needs to be a diva, bro. I'm telling you, like the Odell Beckham's man, the. Devonte Adams, even he's like, well, Aaron Rodgers got paid too much money, and you know stuff like that. Tyreek Hill likes to hit kids or whatever. That's not okay. But I mean, every, every you know receiver has to have, I think that kind of that attitude, you know. So I don't know. I kind of like to carry Kadarius Tony, and hopefully, uh, the new Giants head coach, what's his name? Brian Dable. Brian Dable. Dable. He get the best out of Daniel Jones, like he did Josh Allen. We'll see. So. 
Congrats to Stretch winning that round of the This League Trade Ring. And that'll do it. This League Trade Ring brought to you by Manscaped. I'm just kidding. That'd be awesome. Wouldn't that be awesome? All right. Manifested. I know. Manifested, baby. All right. We got into our last. We're going into our last segment of the show. The one you've all been waiting for. Hold on to your pants. It's the post-draft power rankings. All right, this is your post-draft way too early. It's way too early to be doing power rankings, right? Like, That's nobody right, cares. Actually. We don't actually know what's going on. But That's right. And you know actually, what? before you get into that, I will before go Before I even get into this. Sorry, I'm sorry. I will go over the final power rankings of the 2021 season, just so everybody can re- get a refresh of where they were, right? So at the end of this last season, we had Aaron, of course, at the top at first. We had Steven and Mount Passmore at number two. Your boy Team Fairlife at number three. The Mix Administration at four. Zach and Coconut Moore at five. Stretch and Super Camario also at five. Him and Zach tied. That's interesting. Um, Anthony, Team Unspired Youth at seven. Don at eight. Hayden at nine. And Clayton at ten. So remember where those were? Tim, let us know the juicy latest, baby. Well, we'll start at the bottom, as per usual, in the tenth oh. spot. Oh, nearly no. unanimous oh. not unanimous but but nearly um clayton in the red rocket All picking right. up right where you left off all right um don't get kind of settling there, there are three tiers in these power rankings you'll find out and he's settling at uh the bottom of the third tier don't give up buddy and in the ninth spot we have hayden and country roads take mahomes Going chalk, going chalk. Rounding out what is the bottom. So I'm going to say this is the tier three of teams. At number eight, we have Team Don Perignon. A lot of guys down on Don. I think I had him up at like five maybe. So I was a little shocked to see that one personally. Uh, Seven, this is where tier two starts. At the bottom of tier two, we have Team Fairlife. Hanging on, trying not to slip into tier three. Oh, we're at number six. Number seven. No, oh my God. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Number six. Number seven. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I think I think there's some some bias leaching in from last season. You know, it's going to take a few weeks to see how these oh are going to God right. lay out. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, you. Oh my goodness. Yo, League, man. Number seven. (laughs) Until you trade Zeke, man, everybody's going to think you're a good team. Number six, we have your best friend, Stretch and Super Camario. This is the worst (laughs) day of my life. (laughs) (laughs) Number five, we have Anthony and Team Uninspired Youth. Wow. And I'm going to go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I think all injuries aside, all depth aside, starting roster, I think Anthony has the best team in the league. Yep. I feel like like we've said that for two years and see where they get you. He has no depth, but like, Right. For whatever reason, his whole roster stays healthy. I think he has the best starting lineup in the league. He's one that, you know, we're going to have to keep an eye on the rest of the offseason and see. If he's that involved and invested in it, is he going to maybe make a play or is he maybe going to 
punt for a few years down the road. I think he's got that type of roster that could go either way. Maybe some moves still to see. He's a, he's in a unique position where he can like literally trade for depth. You know, like you don't need to trade for a star. You just need to trade for a compatible RB three. You know, that's right. not Miles Gaskin or Darnell Anderson. <laughs> All right, and so let's see. That takes us to number four, and we have Zach and cooking up more. Wow, rounding at number four. Only a plus one for Zach. People still want to see the results. I mean, he did it last year, but we want, we want to see the early season results. Number three, and this is the top of tier two. Number three is Steven and Mount Passmore. And that leaves two spots. And based on points in the this league survey monkey, um, the, everyone thinks that these two teams are in their own tier. And that would be number two, the Mixon administration, myself, leaving. And this is going to be a quick shout out, I think, um, to maybe the the nicest, most humble fantasy championship winner ever. Aaron has not, I have not once seen the, the nut on camera or at the draft. He has not been rubbing it in. He's barely, you might forget who won this past year. I mean, he hasn't said a single word. I really hope you're saving it for the season because I, you know, I'm kind of like, wh- where's it at? Let's see, let's see the nut a little bit more. But Aaron, just shout out for you. You're number one in the power rankings for the way too early 2022 season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Congrats, whatever. Uh, Aaron, Aaron's girlfriend has talked more trash to me about Aaron's team than Aaron has. Like that's a that's a story. Literally, the first time I meet Aaron's new boo thing, we're sitting down. I'm like, yeah, so what you know, blah blah blah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, you know, we're in the same fantasy league. That's cool. She's like, oh, yeah, didn't he, like, kick your ass? I was like, who the – what? <laughs> who is this? And what has Aaron done to her? Hey, you know, I'm a, I'm a humble guy. I probably – no, honestly, the two times where we had, you know, events, I just spaced it. It's just, like, been a staple in my house, you know, for the I last – I mean, if you lost it, just speak months. up and I'll order a new one, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah right i don't plan- it's here i hey. swear <laughs> you know i don't plan on it leaving anytime soon so we'll see Permanent place on the shelf okay okay <laughs> uh, no i don't think it's any surprise aaron is up there um i would say though it's close because obviously you're getting like jk dobbins back and you know zach Ertz is worth more now than he was last year and things like that but like i think those trades for Adams and Hill in particular, um, I think they hurt you. And obviously not enough to be thrown off at number one, not enough to make you not the favorite anymore. But I think those two Titans that struck fear in everybody every week, obviously you're still going to be looking out for them. Tyreek Hill is going to have his games. But I think seeing those two guys on your roster, it's like, okay, they're, they, they might demolish me, but it's not likely that they totally annihilate me, if that makes sense. Yeah, I would agree. I think I was so pissed at honestly both of the trades, but I I feel a little bit better about Devonte the more I think about it with uh you know his relationship with Derek Carr and just the offseason work that they've done over the past few years. Uh, Tyreek and you know Miami, I think it, he'll just be really streaky. I mean, he already was kind of streaky in in Kansas City, so that's just kind of his mo. Uh, but 
you know, we'll see. We'll see uh, how it plays out. I'll give you guys a sneak peek behind the curtains here. So uh, we had Aaron get three first place votes. This is out of eight responders because we have two slackers in the league. Um, I got two first place votes. And then Zach got one. Stretch got one. And then we got we got a jokester out there because it's it's just it's comical. Chris got one first place vote from somebody. Oh yeah, but somebody's I, joking. I, I swear somebody's my joking. Mama it wasn't me. I swear on my mama it wasn't me. <laughs> That's it must have been a typo somewhere. Hell yeah, baby! And I'm still in seventh. I'm in seventh. That's what's propping you up. Really? <laughs> a team with Josh Allen, Saquon, Zeke, and Michael Pittman. Is seven. What's the Colts number two wide receiver going to get you? Oh, come on. Come on now. Gosh, I'm just, I am stunned. I guess the only other thing I'll say that surprises me is I thought Zach would be higher. He's what, five? Is that what you said? He's four. He's behind Aaron, myself, and Steven. Okay. I, yeah, I can see that. I I still think. Zach is missing a bona fide wide receiver two for his team. His running backs are nuts. But I mean, right now he's relying on Traylon Burks for that wide receiver two spot. So, um, yeah, I think Steven definitely has better depth in that position. Um, see, I guess that turns out that that pans out. That pans out. Um, any chance you see Clayton Hayden or Don jumping out of that last tier? I know you mentioned Don, oh, but I, I definitely can see Don. I think I put Don at five. Like I think the moves he made last year, I, I'm not going to put him in the top three, but I definitely think he's not deserving of a bottom three. I think he he's going to settle somewhere in the middle there. Okay, so then uh, who falls? Is it is it me? Is it me? I think it's, no! I think it's, <laughs> I, I think it's you because I think you have clear intentions and. Um, and then it's just like, like I said earlier, we got to see how some of these other guys are going to play out. So stretch seems like he's going for it, right? He's, he's grabbing Tyler Lockett, um, who's going to play more than Tony would have played. And then, like I said, Anthony, we got to see if, if he's going to be on the fence moving one way or the other. Um, and then you, I don't want to go to a WNBA game by myself. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to (laughs) go. Yeah, I was about to say, I think Chris probably isn't done making trades to plan for the future. So we'll see how that plays out. Honestly, like Hayden's starting lineup is not like that bad. I could see him maybe cracking the bottom of the second tier before it's all said and done, especially if James Conner can replicate some of the efficiency he had. And if Ronald Jones can turn that into a committee in Casey, which is not out of the realm of possibility with how CEH has been performing. So, um, I mean, Cooper Cup, Jalen Waddle, that's pretty sexy. So, I think he's got a shot. I agree. And there you have it. Tim, run through him real quick one more time. Number 10, Clayton and the Red Rocket. Number 9, Hayden and Country Roads take Mahomes. Number 8, Team Don Perignon. Number 7, Team Fairlife. Number six, Super Camario. Number five, Team Uninspired Youth. Number four, Cooking Up More. 
Number three, Mount Passmore. Number two, the Mixon administration. And number one, the reigning champ, let Russ cook. Tell you what, this is gonna this is gonna inspire the boys. T Fairlight, they writing you off. I know I said yeah, we, yeah, I yeah. know we said yeah, we're not gonna yeah. win this year, but we should still try. Still uh, go out there. I think Chris by the end of the season will be number nine. <laughs> as long as I'm not number ten, baby. I don't want that. Oh, no, 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 no. Clayton's got that locked. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Love you, Clayton. All right, boys, that's the show. We went through a lot of crap in a fairly reasonable time. I think we're still at our, our show usual time limit. We want to respect y'all's time. Um, but I know we know you love the content. We know you love it. So we're here for you guys. We're back. Um, as always, before we sign off, again, you can see up to the second waiver claims. You know, the fab budget's back open. So that we're rolling. It's active. Go keep track of that. Go see the latest trades. Go check out everybody's rosters at www.thisleaguepod.com. Again, that's www.thisleaguepod.com. And if you don't want to follow us there, fine. At least go give our socials a little follow action. This league underscore pod on Instagram and Twitter. I feel like our Twitter, like, just out of nowhere, can be really funny sometimes. You know, we got the memes. We got the gifts. We're reacting to live news. So be sure to go follow us there. And as always, be sure to subscribe to us. We like the numbers. It makes us feel good. Comment on it. Only good things because Tim's sensitive. Comment on it. Make sure it's only good things. And as always, just just see that like button and just Mike Mike Tyson punch it in the face. Just annihilate it. Elbow it. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, people's elbow, that like button. That gets a thumbs up for me. I approve of that. It could just click it, you know. It could. I mean, it could just click it if you, if you're like that. If you're like that, I think that's all I got for me, man. Anything else to add before we before we sign off? It's been a while. Football season can't be here soon enough. Oh, I know. Where's is Todd Gurley on a team now? Nah, he's out of the league. He gone. That name gives me headaches. That name gives me headaches. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Hashtag fifth round pick, baby. Hell Start. yeah, baby, by Team Fairlife. <laughs> I am your boy, Chris Mitchum, signing off. Love you guys. Peace. Gong get. You guys ready to roll? Everybody's paid me for this league, I think. So your three is officially locked and loaded. Let's ride. Let's ride. Yo, that needs to be our next drop. Oh fuck. Broncos country. Let's ride. (laughs) I send that everywhere now. I send that everywhere. Let's ride. uh, Yeah, that should be your new team name, Aaron. It should be Let's Ride, Russ. Yeah. Let's ride, baby. Let Russ ride. Let Russ ride. Broncos country. Let's ride. <laughs> yes, sir.